Hello, everyone. I'm Dan Giraffe, Professor of Linguistics and Computer Science here at Stanford and part of the HAI faculty. And I'm the moderator for today's talk by Dan McFarland. So I'm thrilled to introduce Dan McFarland. Dan received his PhD in sociology at the University of Chicago and has been at Stanford for two decades since 2000, where he's professor at Stanford University School of Education and professor by courtesy of sociology and of organizational behavior. Dan is a winner of numerous academic research awards and teaching awards for his research and teaching focusing on creating novel sociological understandings of science. He's a pioneer in the use of big data and social networks and new computational and statistical models in the study of education and academia. I should also mention that Dan's been a huge influence on my own research. Dan was one of the pioneers that first showed us how to integrate social science research questions with new computational tools. So Dan, we're very excited to hear your findings. Take it away. Okay, thank you, Dan. That was really kind of you. Um, hello, everyone. Um, so this is work that was published in the, the uh, uh, Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences uh, last year. And we haven't had too many chances to present it due to COVID and the like. But this is work uh, that was led by Bas Hofstra, who's now at Nijmegen U University. Uh, and, a, and a whole team of, of wonderful people who you see listed here who contributed in, in various ways. Um, the general argument of this paper, uh, it raises the conundrum and the, the first conundrum, uh, or the first thing that we all kind of uh, see in research repeatedly is how diversity breeds innovation, right? And this comes both in terms of, of uh, structurally uh, distinct groups of people coming together uh, that are far apart, as well as heterogeneity. And, and like one of the buzzwords you hear now is neurodiversity, right? But the general idea is, is diversity uh, generates innovation. Uh, the second part is uh, that we also have a, a lot of work uh, out there arguing that there, there's innovation that generates successful careers. And this is often with prizes like Nobel laureates. Uh, we call them trailblazers, discoverers, pioneers, and the like. And, and this supposedly, uh, you know, what we'd like to see in science then is something like this pipeline of diversity, breeding innovation, which breeds the successful careers. And a lot of organizations, this is known as kind of a paradox because that doesn't usually uh, always uh, come about. Um, and particularly the question becomes, well, what's going on in science for us? And so if you look at, at science and, and the National Center of Educational Statistics, uh, we still have uh, quite a bit of inequality in terms of representation. So one of, one of the things is to look at the general population and which groups are being represented as full professors uh, in, on academic councils and the like. And, and it's, it's underrepresented for various groups and it persists to be so, especially as we get into the higher ranks. This is not new to a lot of us. It's a persistent problem that we're trying to confront and, and kind of against the principles of universalism and impersonalism in science, right? So the idea is to rectify this. Um, in particular, so for science, underrepresented groups are, are, are not having the career path uh, that you would, you would like to see. And in particularly, if we consider how underrepresented groups bring diversity, they likely bring innovation, which likely should result in some career. So we wanted to see whether this holds here and have some explanation for, for why this is uh, potentially happening. So to answer this kind of question, uh, you need kind of uh, several things. You need to study some representation of diversity, some representation of innovation, and some representation of careers. And you'd like it to be the kinds of, of data or information that's useful for that. 
So what you'd like for diversity is to have a, a, a population of scholars that isn't biased, that represents most fields and, and many groups. Uh, you'd like to know success and failure cases, not just the people who are faculty, but the people who uh, had the potential to become faculty. Um, and you'd like to link that to knowledge production, right? To the knowledge itself. And here with innovation and metrics of it, you have questions about how to measure that. Uh, how do we represent that? And how do we capture that for, for all disciplines equally? And then finally, how do you link that to careers? So in particularly <clears throat> for us, careers are whether uh, these individuals go on to faculty jobs or continue being researchers publishing.